0: Welcome to hour number two on a Friday on Hashtag Daily K with your host, Peter Bint. How much do you know about K food? How much hanshik have you eaten?
1: Into the world of Korean food, of course, including the history and culture of it. We'll introduce trendy foods and unique restaurants on Dish Dish. of the Day. Yeah, with Ah. Chef Ryan.
0: It is Dish of the Day time with Ryan on the video stream. Let's see if we've got him on the audio as well. Uh, Can you hear us, Ryan?
1: I can hear you just fine. Can you not hear me? Now Now we we can
0: can hear you. you. But... The problem is, my voice is also echoing for some reason. Um, are you doing well? Are you in your own home's kitchen, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. This is uh, welcome to my home, man. Uh, yeah. I've wow. lived here quite a long time. It's it's a nice, nice big place. And This is this the first, first time, time we're seeing, we're
0: seeing inside, inside your, your actual, actual kitchen.
1: kitchen. This is it. You're seeing some of my favorite toys here. Um yeah i've got a, a lot of a lot of knives on the wall and that's that's only one one of three strips in this kitchen um uh, yeah.
0: wow. how yeah. many knives do you need as a chef
1: well they all have different uses and yeah some of them are doubled up i suppose um and then some of them are kind of like souvenirs oh. check check this one out I'm check this, this one tour. this one's a little scary um but it's actually more of a souvenir. I, I, don't, I don't really have to use it very often. But when I was in oh, Greece. Is that like a machete? <laughs> what is that? Yeah, when I was in Greece, this was only 14 euro. <laughs> and so I had to get it. This is, um, this is a, a Greek cleaver for, um, well, yeah, working with lamb. Oh, you know, wow. Or, or possibly rabbit as well
0: okay and i got just, another one that's from china, china. okay yeah. I, i'm getting a little scared now Ryan. loving your kitchen Ryan. so you got like a proper chef's worktop the kind of stainless steel thing going on there
1: oh the whole thing's stainless yeah yeah oh. absolutely it's 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 just so utilitarian I, so easy to to maintain and clean and and multi-purpose to to wipe
0: down and whatnot absolutely ryan so what are we going to be looking at we're loving the new season the change to thursday and this video link up what did you want to show off to us today
1: well peter you may remember years ago i brought this this baby into the
0: studio keeping things Um, warm and in fact hot yeah
1: yeah i mean check this out if you guys can see um this is this is all stone this is the kind of star of the show today. It's called uh, dorsot, mm-hmm. um or a stone pot. And, you know, these days, everybody's got these crazy, <laughs> fancy rice cookers, you the know. pressure or-
0: cookers, the pressure pots as well
1: yeah yeah you I mean you just literally press a button and <laughs> and it tells you when it's ready, right yeah um and before that, you know we had nice pressure cookers mm-hmm. that you could get rice done really quickly and have it have it be a beautiful texture with that that rapid cook under pressure, you know when things are under pressure they they cook a little faster, right mm-hmm. um, well, before all that, and before even you know metal pots, <laughs> we had these stone ones here in Korea. And it. What's so interesting is, is it does create pressure because this lid is mm. so heavy. That's stone you know? as well, right? Right, and it's got this lip on here. It's made very well. It's made, um, you know, they, they spin it. Um, it. You can see the little divot where it was on kind of a lay, mm-hmm. right? So so it's t- perfectly symmetrical, and so it fits right in there and holds in some pressure because of the weight of the lid. I mean, a pressure cooker works the same way, right? There's that little weight yeah. over the valve, and it sits there and goes, right? <laughs> uh, letting a little bit of the pressure out. And and this does the same thing, and I love using it. it the, the thickness of it distributes the heat so well, mm. um, and it holds heat. So in a lot of ways, it's easier to use this than a, than a stainless steel or aluminum pressure cooker um You'll have less chance of scolding. But here's what I here's what I made to show you guys today. Um, and this is hot still. I made it just just about an hour ago, and I'm I'm starting to burn my hands. <sighs> All right, holding this. put it
0: down. Put but, it down. Uh, what is that?
1: I'm okay. I got kitchen hands. <laughs> so so what we wanted to talk about today is is dorusot bap, the rice. Exactly. Exactly. And every time I go to a restaurant and I see gosolt bap or rice cooked in a stein po- stone pot, mm. I always want to order it. Yeah. Every single time. Um, it, it's only a couple of bucks more, usually. And uh, I, it's just always good. And it's a, it's a show that the restaurant cares, I think, because it is a little bit of extra effort, you know? Yeah. You get your own individual stone pot with your rice in it usually yeah that's Um, a little
0: touch a nice touch and i think most koreans when they see that they just believe that restaurant's better right and the rice tastes better uh and you can do do more with it as well
1: yeah um well it it's, it's a beautiful thing. Often in the countryside, you'll find uh, places that'll do it and add all kinds of different ingredients to the rice. Mm. Uh, you might find the, the ginkgo nuts in oh, there. they perfect right um, now. They're
0: falling everywhere and stinking the place out.
1: <laughs> and that's true. That's true. They do smell as the outer part of them kind of breaks down. Uh, but the, the nut inside of that fruit is what we love. Uh, and it doesn't smell bad at all. It's just no. a little bitter. Yeah, it's delicious. Um, and technically poisonous, you know. But oh, really? you have to eat like 15 of them for for it to hurt you. Oh no, I so, really like So those. don't eat, don't eat more than 15 at once, Peter, okay? I promise me. Okay.
0: That is a good tip to have. Welcome
1: to Arirang Radio.
0: If you are in Jeju,
1: 88.7 in Jeju City. 88.1 in Sogipur City.
0: 101.9 in the Daejeong area. We're back for part two of our first video link up with Chef Ryan in the new season for Daily K. It's Dish of the Day. We're talking about, I guess today, maybe a first for this new Dish of the Day season since you've been back on. A like kitchen utensil rather than an actual ingredient or a dish a very korean one the the stone pot you look like you're attached to that ryan
1: (laughs) i love this thing i really do it's beautiful check check this i mean i i i made this you know it's been about an hour now but look at all that steam coming off it's so hot and i did manage to get a little bit of nurungji in the bottom the crispy, you know, the scorched, scorched bits. scorched rice. Yeah. yeah Siska, so when you go to...
0: Sorry to yeah, interrupt. Yeah, Siska was saying, that's my favorite part, is the rice crust on the bottom of the dosa, And yeah, I guess you you don't have to have a sot or do you to have the scorched rice? Because you get some like crispy-ish bits on the bottom of a rice cooker, but that means your rice has been sitting there for maybe way too long. <laughs> Maybe
1: days. You can do it. You can do it with any pressure cooker, you know. Um, I'll often do that with a nice, as long as it's got a good thick bottom. That's a that's a good part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you try to make rice in a in too thin of a of a pot, you'll end up burning it um, sure. so easily it's pretty tricky
0: uh a message from Zhang fee who says i wonder if the rice is any different from the stone pot like would you notice it was different if you put it into a separate bowl for instance did the texture change a little bit and also many people saying what on earth is that that's not the color of rice why is it purple
1: oh yeah, yeah 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 i can explain that for you guys (laughs) so i've got I've got some different grains in here. Um, this uh, this is a black rice. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. I'll, let me turn the camera around. Maybe you can do this a little bit better. Okie
0: dokie. Fantastic. Oh, it says Ryan in Hungle on your, your chef's jacket. I love it. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: So here we're looking at um, hook me or black rice. Mm-hmm. And here we've got some. Oh, uh, what's called chapssal uh, hyunmi. So this is brown rice, but it's brown glutinous rice.
0: Oh, so the stickier yeah. kind.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then this one here is just uh, regular old glutinous rice. Uh huh. And in this baby, we've got those. We've also got some brown rice. We've got some oats. Now, not rolled oats like we're most familiar back. Ah, uh, where I grew up, uh-huh. but whole oats, which looks a lot like a rice grain. There's also some barley in there um, mm. that gives it a really nice kind of a squeaky texture. <laughs> um, and and when you're when you're doing rice like this, especially in a stone pot, you know, expect to to kind of make some mistakes the first few times. You know, you got to get you got to get used to how much water is going to escape from the pot. Yeah. You'll have to get used to how much water um, that each grain will want to take in. Uh-huh. You know, um, a lot of folks, um, you know, you'll soak some of the grains overnight. But then, of course, they're going to take in less water while they're cooking. It mm-hmm. really it really takes some practice. You also learn to trust your instincts and trust your nose. That's that's my biggest indicator these days that it's time to turn the heat off. Because I can smell when that rice smells done.
0: Oh, wow. Especially if it's not an electronic rice cooker, which just dings and tells you in Korean in perfect sentences. It's almost like AI saying your rice is ready. Uh, yeah. that, that's tricky, I find, right? Which grains you have to soak overnight, blah, 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 which is why in our house, we only just do regular white rice all the time.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm a big advocate for for using the whole grains. You know, it's it's pretty good for you, mm. um, and and it, I I love just the complexity of it. So so that's why I, I I usually use this. You know, I used to have a couple of rice cookers, Peter. Yeah, and I gave them away. Oh wow, I gave them away to friends. Yeah, um, I don't have a single fancy rice cooker anymore. I just use this or a pressure cooker or just just a pot. Then that's not common
0: in like this modern Korean society. Like I'm thinking the vast majority of families just do it in their rice cooker. Right. And we've got some really fancy ones. You can spend hundreds of dollars on rice cookers these days. But my oh, mum, yeah. my mum also, she is a big fan. She always says it tastes way better from the pot. And she recently got given a tolsot that was secondhand as well. Someone had used it for years and she's loving that. How long does it take? Because like an express cook on an electric rice cooker these days, your rice can be ready like in about, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes, something like that.
1: Yeah, um, you know, it it could be about the same. I would say maybe... Ten to twenty percent longer. Okay, something okay. like that. So not too much um, longer plus, at all. I really like. I like to let it sit with the heat off for a good thirty minutes before serving. Too. Oh, um, that way the the steam inside is kind of pulling the nurunji, the the scorched rice off the edges a little bit.
0: Ah, so it doesn't get too yeah. stuck to it.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's... You could almost just dump inverted out. Which is a lot like a Persian-style uh, scorched rice, where uh, you can invert the whole pot and it just pops out like a like a Jello mold, and you've got scorched rice on the edges all around.
0: Oh, that sounds cool. So, in part three, Ryan, are we good to make the side dish then? In our last part?
1: oh, absolutely. I've I've already got it started. Okay, um, and I've got I've got uh, something from the farm that I want to share with you guys for that. Uh, We grew these babies and turned, believe it or not, turned three kilos of seed potato. Uh, These are Korean red potatoes. Uh Three kilos of seed potato turned into 100 kilos (gasps) in only two and a half months.
0: Wow, 100 kilograms of potatoes. I can see what you're going to be eating for the next few months, (laughs)
1: That you wanna dance to. Oh,
0: Arirang, yeah.
1: Arirang Radio.
0: Potatoes, you showed us, Ryan. We love a jacket potato, one of those big roasted ones in England. With just some butter in it, maybe some cheese or baked beans. Amazing, delicious.
1: You betcha. Yeah, Uh, I could get down on that too,
0: man. (laughs) So many messages coming in. We turned on the video stream during the song to see you uh, having a little play in your kitchen, loving the behind the scenes. Uh, You weren't
1: supposed to see that. I didn't know you were watching.
0: Sorry, but you looked adorable. (laughs) We've got loads of messages. So at one point, which, yeah, I guess in Korea, we kind of take this for granted, but Marilyn and a couple of other foodies said... Wouldn't the different rices and grains cook quicker and slower than others and barley what about that
1: Yeah they absolutely do that's why a lot of folks will soak some of them and not soak the others mm-hmm. and it just it just takes some getting used to yeah. you know and you can try different grains cuz even one from one farm grown organically versus another one that's not grown organically will have different cook times just slightly
0: Yeah and so I guess what happens is no one cooks the grains separately and then puts them together later. It's just whether they're soaked and for how long, and then they all come out cooked. Maybe, I i guess if you're being strict, maybe some are m- a little more overcooked than others, but nothing tastes undercooked once you eat yeah, it properly.
1: It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. You just, you know, you just got to get used to it and start choosing your grains and knowing your grains and, and playing with it to figure it out. Um, the, like I said, the, the oats or the queti here will, will have kind of almost a crunch to them sometimes. Not mm. a bad crunch though, just kind of like a pop. Yeah. You know, like a wild rice and, uh, the barley will often be a little bit squeaky. Mm. You know, um, uh, you can actually hear, especially <laughs> pearl barley squeak in your teeth while you're chewing it. It'll be kind of springy. Yeah. Uh, but then something like the black rice, the hook meat uh, it's a little bit more like a wild rice and have a slight pop, but it's much smaller than the the oats. Mm. Um, and then just more depth of flavor when you get into like brown rice or or the uh, glutinous brown rice.
0: Yeah, um, we, we had a question that maybe we took for granted as well. Mama Wolf Meg suddenly said, wait, but how are we heating this stone pot? <laughs> it, it's just well, like any question. other pot, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I I've, I've got a gas range back here behind me. I really prefer gas over electric or even over induction in most cases. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so traditionally it would be just over fire. Yeah, um, this this sucker is very durable. Um and and hopefully I'll have it for a very long time.
0: Yeah, you just like a normal pot, you don't have to like put it in the oven, although of course you could put it in the oven and stuff to heat it up, right? It's very versatile, much right? like a, a metal mm-hmm. pot.
1: Right, like a Dutch oven, it'd be essentially the same thing. I, you know, I could probably it just dawn on me. I could probably make bread in this thing too in the oven.
0: Oh wow, Toast Bang! That sounds like a good yeah. brand, a trendy thing that might catch on in Korea. Uh, so show us, Ryan. Show us what you're going to do before. If I run out of time, the listeners are going to kill me.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I wasn't sure how today was going to play out, mm-hmm. so I cheated and I already got this made up.
0: Okay. But, good.
1: Um. Have you ever, you, you're familiar with uh, kamja jori, right? Like you're,
0: kind of in a soy sauce kind of format, Exactly. Is it? Yeah, my mum does exactly. that. It used to be my favourite in the UK when I was growing up. Because we love oh, our potatoes,
1: really? yeah. <laughs> well, here, I'll show you a little bit of this. That's fine. Here we go. So, um, I took our farm potatoes. hmm and sauteed them in a little bit of uh, just regular old thinly sliced white or yellow onion. Okay. And then, and some garlic sauteed with just some cooking oil. All right. And then you make a sauce with soy, a mm-hmm. uh, water, some kind of sweetener. And you know me, I'd I prefer to use honey mm-hmm. over over most other sweeteners. Yeah. Um. Traditionally, I guess you'd use a rice syrup. You know, make it really glossy. Mm. Might not, might not be quite as glossy. And then you'll need, you know, in so many Korean foods, you gotta <laughs> have some chamgutam, some oh. toasted sesame oil, yes, and a little garnish of sesame seeds. Oh wow, it looks and, good. And I, I like to spice things up, so I've got a little bit of a, of a Mexican spicy chili in here too. Oh, but this, this is. Um, you know, the the red potatoes from the farm um, in a potato jorim. So this one would be a hongkamja jorim, mm-hmm. a red potato uh, braised um, in soy sauce. And so it's sweet and um, and savory. Yeah.
0: You know? And like many jorims, I mean, when I go to a restaurant, that is not served just freshly cooked. It's cold, right? It's been in the refrigerate, refrigerator and it tastes great as well like that.
1: That's a good point, Peter. Yeah, it's a it's a punch-on, you know. Yeah. It's a side dish um, that they'll pull out of the fridge and, and put out there for multiple days usually. And so, yeah, it is normally served cold.
0: Yeah, and you can have it like you've done it where you've kind of cut it up into pieces, but I love the ones where they're fully skinned and they're really small potatoes. So are they new potatoes maybe in that case and you just eat the whole thing in one bite?
1: Well, I can tell you, Peter, from growing potatoes that you always end up with some small ones uh-huh. and when they get sorted you know i think i think that's where those go they either uh-huh. go as seed potatoes where they go to this recipe oh, everything has a purpose yeah. everything has a use
0: and i i guess maybe some of our western listeners might think well, a banchan, like a side dish with rice. So you're having rice as your carbs and then one of your side dishes is more carbs but in Korea, it's totally fine to have potatoes as side dishes like in the form of chon as well, pancakes and whatnot.
1: We don't we don't have to follow those rules too
0: much, do we? <laughs> no, not at all. The other thing about the tolsod, the, the main star of the event, because that's what we're having. We're having that banchan, that side dish with the tolsod pub. It is amazing when you scoop out the rice and you've still got a bit stuck to the sides and then you pour in some water in there and then you have like the scorched rice water which is kind of almost like a half soup half beverage that's good
1: yeah and and my first night in korea i think many years ago Mm. the some korean folks they took me out to dinner and and they introduced nurungji, yeah. or the scorched rice soup, as Korean dessert. <laughs> and and I took, and I was excited, you know, and I yes. took a bite. And I really thought they were messing with me.
0: <laughs> this isn't sweet at all.
1: I, I wasn't sure. And, and there was a bit of a language <laughs> barrier going on that evening. And, uh-huh. and I really thought they were messing with me. But then I saw everyone in the restaurant, mm. you know, finishing their meal and having it. And I was like. Okay, Okay, it's going to take some time to figure this place out. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like the way you finish off once you've had all your rice. What a lot of places do these days, one restaurant we go to quite often, you will take out your rice and put it in an empty bowl from the tolso into a regular bowl. And at the start of the meal, you'll pour in like some warm water and then close the lid again to let it kind of fester in there while you're eating your meal. And then it's all oh. perfect.
1: I don't know if fester's the best. Yeah, word yeah, here, buddy, that, that makes but, it sound uh, very negative. <laughs> but uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. There's a there's a place that I'll often go to with friends um with this soup made from little mud skipper fish.
0: Oh uh, nice. The
1: Chuo Yeah. And they have Dolso Pop. And that's the first thing you do. And then I love that that nurungji finisher, that soup of the scorched rice at the end. I think it kind of like balances your stomach a little bit like yogurt at the end of an indian um mm, meal would be yeah you know kind of just calm down any any heavy spices that you've had in your lunch yeah. um yeah and you know that's it's just part of
0: the fun like transferring your rice from a stone pot into a regular bowl you know maybe in a western restaurant you think that's what the chef and the cook is meant to do but in korea that's part of the dining experience like it's just good fun <laughs> it is.
1: Well, and, I, and I've always thought that traditionally, I wonder if it was like mom or grandma's way of making sure mm. that the kids or everybody ate every bit of that rice. Uh, it's hard work to grow that and yeah. harvest it and dry it and also made it a lot easier on the dishwasher.
0: <laughs> yeah you're scraping it all off that's a clever yeah. idea isn't everybody's
1: it? everybody's doing their part so then when it comes to wash comes, comes time to wash dishes it's not so challenging
0: yeah breaker has one final question before we let you go ryan what apart from rice is your favorite thing to cook in the stone pot in the torso because it's not just rice right you can cook lots of things in there
1: have to be um uh the broths. Mm. So I'll make I'll make soups in it. Uh, usually kind of clear broth soups. Yeah. So um, you know, you get you get a bit of Korean radish or the moo, maybe some mushrooms, garlic, leek. I love using the roots of the leek mm. and, and nice filtered water. Um and a little bit of kelp, dried kelp. Yeah. And maybe a few dried anchovies and get that broth going. And then take those ingredients out once they've imparted their flavor onto the broth and then add some other ingredients in to finish the soup, like like soybean sprouts, you know, onion, chilies. And, and maybe some dried chili flake and, and on from there.
0: Yeah, you take it for granted in Korea, but the soups, the jiggas, and even sometimes the tongues and stuff, they just come out in a little tolsot, right? And you just eat it like it's nothing. But for a foreigner, it'll be like, oh, yeah. there's a stone pot and it's still like bubbling when it's on my table. That's amazing, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, and if, and if you're entertaining guests, you know, this is such a nice way to keep everything hot on the table
0: yeah it does so many things in one function next week right i believe you'll be back in the studio but we look forward to video linking up with you again in the future thank you very much for showing us your kitchen
1: my pleasure peter have a great day buddy. you too
0: you can listen to dish of the day with chef brian every friday at 10 a.m kst on hashtag daily
1: K.